0: Welcome to the Thriving Woman Project podcast, hosted by myself, Wendy Griffith. This is the podcast for women who want to level up and thrive in all areas of your life, health, and business. Join us as we cover a range of topics, all inspiring you to thrive and not just survive. We are here to work on the project of you, because I believe the best gift you can give your family and the world is a healthy and thriving you. It's time to thrive. Hi Thrivers and welcome back to episode three of season four of the Thriving Woman Project podcast and I have a really special guest with us today which I'm so excited for you to hear from. She's an amazing woman, so inspiring and I just know that you're going to get so much value from all the information that she shares today and the conversation that we're going to have. So I just wanted to take this opportunity to welcome you, my gorgeous friend Seha,
1: um, onto today's episode. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for asking me to come on this podcast. It's a favorite one of mine. I love listening, so it's really nice to be on the other end and um, be sharing some some of my insights and in my life with you today. Amazing. So, yes, you can hear. You've got
0: sort of a very multicultural. Um, you know. Guests here today. So you've got um, Seha, who's sitting up in Glasgow in Scotland. You've obviously got me down here in Norfolk in the UK and England, but with the South African accent. So hopefully you can all understand what we say today and that it all makes sense. We will do our best to speak and enunciate. I absolutely love the Scottish accent, but I know sometimes
1: people really struggle with it. Do you find that, Seha? Yes, they love the accent, but they just don't know what I'm saying half the time. So I don't need to speak a lot slower. Um but hopefully we'll get to this podcast um and everyone will understand what we're saying.
0: And and if we have to sort of make notes in the show notes to say, and that's what we meant, we'll do that. So don't worry. We'll make sure that you're you're in the loop of what we're talking about. But yes, we I, I just really to kick off today's podcast, just really wanted to ask you just to give us a brief introduction of you, who you are, and all the good stuff that we need to know about you.
1: Yep, sure. So like when thin saying my name's Zahir, I am um, a, a mum to two beautiful girls, Maya and Isla. who are eight and four. Uh, they definitely keep me busy. I'm also wife to this man who is uh, an absolute amazing husband and I'm also a pharmacist that is my background I've been a pharmacist for 11 years and um, been in the pharmacy industry for over 15 years and um, I did the whole corporate grind nine to five for you know most of that um period of being qualified as a pharmacist but in the last couple of years I very, you know, very much realized that that's not what I wanted to do and be stuck own a hamster wheel and you know working for someone else so I kind of branched out and I've left the corporate world and now I run my own pharmacy consultancy business. I also have Got my health and wellness business with Arbon. I've had that for eight years, and I absolutely love in um, helping people get really healthy and you know just being the best version of the of themselves. And um, we're also just a few weeks away from launching my third business, which I am so excited about. It is the biggest, the scariest thing that I've ever done, but I'm freaking excited more than anything. And other than you know, other than that, and that is an online pharmacy. So. Um, the last couple of years, being, a, being in the consultancy world, um, I very quickly um, you know, went into a niche, which is online pharmacy, and um, I was helping everyone else start their online pharmacy or improve their online pharmacy. And me and my husband, we've got a running joke that every client that I had, every client I went to go and see, they either offered me a job or a partnership in their business. So it was a running joke, like, you know, and it got to that point where I thought, God, if everyone else wants me to be part of their business or, you know, offer me a job in this industry, I must be half decent of what I'm doing here why am I not doing this myself? So that's that's where at the beginning of this year, really can I really kind of just put my head down and thought, right, I'm just doing it. And um yes, yeah, so we're only like three weeks away from launch, which I'm super excited about because you're going to come up for the launch as yes. well. So a lot of exciting things um uh, going on. So yeah, that's a little bit about me and what I do. Gosh, that is a lot. And I just I just love it. I've
0: been on this journey with you over the past year. As you say, we both... Have wellness businesses with Arbonne. So we've known each other for many years. And I've just seen that growth and that evolution in you and just how you've blossomed and absolutely like everybody wanting to work with you for your expertise. And I'm just, oh, I'm so thrilled and like proud of you for actually just putting that stake in the ground and just going for it, backing yourself. I know it's been a scary journey. I know there's been so many obstacles and ups and downs and things to overcome, but I cannot wait to be up in Glasgow at the end of November, 2023, if you're listening in the future, just to celebrate you and all your success and your your courage and bravery for stepping out, which is amazing. But with all that said and all the things that you do, and again, like just to add as a little side note, I've always felt a special affinity to Seha because when she talks about being a pharmacist and having that background in pharmacy, well, in my family, like that's a huge part of our family story as well. My whole family's in the medical world except for me, I went the, you know, more, I suppose, like mental health route and into psychology. I didn't do the sort of the science and maths route. But my amazing late stepfather was a pharmacist. My uncle's a step, um is a pharmacist. My stepsister is a pharmacist. She's actually a really big cheese in the, in the pharmacological world and pharmaceutical world. You know, my mom is, you know, worked for a massive pharmaceutical company as have, you know, so many of my other Like members of family. So I just feel like I get and understand your world. And I just feel feel like my stepdad would just be looking down right now going, oh my goodness, this is, did I ever think I'd see the day where you'd have like an online pharmacy where people could literally go on an app, go on the website, order their medication, you know, pick that up. And when we know, you know, in this country right now, it's so difficult for people to access medicines and so many difficulties in, in the pharmacy space. And You are really creating an incredible solution to that product, especially for us busy mums who just need to get the stuff. Yeah. So it's just incredible to see your journey with that. So I just I had to add that in a little side note because I just I think it's amazing. And also, you're breaking such huge ground with your new online pharmacy. It's going to be the first B Corporation certified online pharmacy. You're also being a woman, an Asian woman as well. Like this is this is all groundbreaking stuff. Is it? I suppose it
1: hasn't really sunk in for you yet. I don't think it has. And I think obviously I've had the the advantage of being working in the industry for two years and I can see what what is being done. And obviously when I decided that I wanted to start this, I didn't want to just start another online pharmacy because, you know, they all do the kind of similar core services and, and that's great. But actually the industry is also getting a bit of a bad name just now and for me my mission was that I need to change that narrative because actually online pharmacy can be an incredible thing for you know the ideal customers such as the busy mum and you know people that are working, people that just can't get access to healthcare services at a time that suits them. Um, so I wanted to create an online pharmacy with a business model that actually was a little bit different to what's already happening out there. And, Number one is obviously the B Corp, which is exciting. We will be the first B Corp pharmacy in the UK. Now, for me, that's phenomenal like, to be able to do that. Can we just
0: explain to people very quickly what a B Corp is? Yeah, And why sure. they're so significant?
1: Yeah. So a B Corp certification for a company it just means that the are you know they're held to much higher standards across their process how they treat their people and how they look after the planet and essentially it just means that that company has much higher standards of how they operate and you know the good that they do on with the planet and you
0: you have to go through such a process haven't you for this it's it's no it's no small thing
1: yeah, I mean I'm I've just started the process now and all honestly I'm just like oh my god this is so long but I know it'll be 100% worth it and the reason why I decided that if I'm launching an online pharmacy for it to have be a B corp certified one and it's because Changing uh, shopping habits are changing with consumers. Like people are becoming more aware of the the money that they're spending. You know, against certain brands and you know, are they sustainable? Are they doing the right thing for the planet? Are they looking after their people? That is becoming you know quite a big deciding factor when you're choosing where to shop, and Definitely. that's only going to increase. So obviously, starting a business, it's you know, I'm I'm playing in the long run in the in the sense that you know I don't want to then be starting a business that works and operates a certain way to then have to change it in the coming years because now that is the standard, you know, B Corp, that's normal for everyone so it's about getting ahead of the curve so for me that was a big thing of introducing that um, as part of the new business but also having multiple clinics and services that are available with specialists in the industry, so such as mental health, there's going to be a huge mental health clinic with specialist pharmacists because there's a big gap around that and I'm very passionate about, you know, we're looking after the people with with these issues because they are very real and, um, and also on the back of the pandemic, these are the kind of cohort of patients that are, you know, for, kind of almost forgotten about because, you know, they may not have something, you know, as obvious or physical or as serious as, you know, a heart condition or diabetes. They're almost at the bottom of the list to be reviewed and checked in on. So for me, there's definitely a gap there to really help these people. And, 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 and part of like our mission with the online pharmacy is to really empower people to look after their health yes we are a pharmacy and yes we can you know you can have access to medication however we're also going to encourage you and educate you to look after the root cause of that condition and for me that's what's different and um, to what's already happening out there and it's really about you know curing the root cause of illness and educating people and empowering people to actually capture those themselves rather than here's medication and it's almost like putting a plaster over it, a bandaid over it. So yeah, so lots of exciting things, a lot of partnerships with other clinicians. and We we have a multidisciplinary team, we've got a GP on board. So it's very, very exciting. Um, It's a massive, massive project, um, but honestly I'm just, I'm absolutely buzzing because I know so many things are going to happen on the back of this. And and absolutely, you know, watch this space because the industry is going to change. you'll see my face on (laughs) it. Amazing.
0: I'm just, you know, that is absolute music to my ears as a health coach, because we know the situation here, specifically in the UK, where, you know, people go and see their doctor, they've got their seven, eight minute slot, whatever it is now. And unfortunately, doctors don't have the opportunity to get to the root causes. But something I will always say to people, and I suppose it's because of my family background and history is go and see your pharmacist actually they are such a source of help support and information so again you know the fact that you are addressing things like root you know causes of things and I know we're going to talk about a certain topic in a minute that we are both very passionate about but it's just it's you know it's the key really and as you say it's the empowerment piece you know helping educating people not just oh here's some medicine off you go let's look at actually how we can help people and really them to take ownership of their health and that's that's something that's such a passion for both you and me is actually equipping people to take ownership of their health and well-being for the long term so yes yeah, very exciting and i feel like i should be like getting your autograph now before you get too famous <laughs> with everything that you're gonna <laughs> be creating be but but with all that you have on your plate, a very, very packed work schedule, wife, mum, and I know that you are just an absolutely doting wife and mum, you're so hands-on and present with your family. Tell me, what are your top three tips for thriving in your busy
1: life? Yeah, I don't know if I've got three, I probably have a, a lot more, but let's, let's start. So I think number one is looking after my own health and well-being and a massive thing that you need to do when you know to, you know, one thing if you're going to do in terms of looking after your own health and well-being is look after your gut health because that filters into so many other areas of your well-being. So uh, number one tip would be look after your gut health. And I do that through a simple um, supplement that I take. It's one drink um, with, you know, lots of fruit and veg, phytonutrients, antioxidants, prebiotics. If okay, watching
0: on the screen, I'm drinking it right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, absolutely, um, so that is one thing and that is a habit that I've had for several years and I know for a fact when, if I don't take that every single day and I've missed a few days, it really does affect my well-being so, you know, my energy is not the best, my moods can fluctuate, you know, I'm exhausted, I've got brain fog, you know, I might have some skin breakouts and, um, you know, my bloating <laughs> starts appearing. So actually, um, when if you have a really busy lifestyle, if you've got a lot going on, you have to look after yourself first and foremost because then you won't be able to perform at your best. So you know that for me is one of the biggest things: is looking after my health and wellness through the the right nutrition, through gut health, and in getting enough rest. So the second thing would be leaning in and asking for support. You, you know, I'm only one person, but I wear multiple hats you know, my wife, I'm my mum, I'm my daughter, my multi business owner, you know, so many people rely on me, they need things from me and, you know, I have to do so much. So and actually I can't do everything but do it well. So actually what I've learned over the last year or so as I've been building this new businesses that actually I need to outsource and I need to ask for support. So if I can do things like outsource like the cleaning, I'm doing it, I'm gonna clean it in. If I can outsource some like, you know, meal prep, I can do it. You know, if I need to lean on my husband and ask for support with the kids, like I will do that because ultimately what I've realized is that, you know, it's a short term sacrifice but for the long-term gain. So absolutely asking for support allows you to thrive and just not ha- end up in a place where you're burnt out and before it is too late to ask for that help. So that's really important.
0: I think that is such an important point. I feel like we need exclamation marks, you know, neon <laughs> signs. I think underline highlight all of the above because that is something that I've seen you do and I know it's not easy for you it's it's not very easy for a lot of women to delegate and but we we cannot there's no possible way to do all the things be you know thriving in the boardroom thriving in you know motherhood all the things we absolutely have to lean on and ask for support so by doing that I've seen your businesses thrive and also your relationships with your family and your kids thrive as a result of you doing that so I just want to give you a massive high five double high five for doing that and just knowing what you need to support you in your life in your life
1: yeah thank you that's amazing feedback as well um and the third thing I think for me and this is something that I really focus on in this year is really taking time out for myself and self-care and recharging my batteries because when your business is you know when your business and your motherhood and everything all the different elements of your life are just so full on um you do need to take time away from it all and not just, you know, so you know, without the kids, without the husband, without all other distractions, well, just you. And one of the things that I do is now, like, I will make sure that I have a massage booked in once a month or a spa day booked in once a month or something for me to, you know, whether it's a few hours, whether it's half a day or a whole day, something for me that really just allows me to recharge my batteries. Because, again if you're continuing to really run on empty, you're not going to do things to the best of your ability. So for me, you know, and, and I think as women, we feel guilty when we, you know, ask for time for ourselves or take that time out. And now I've got to a point where I actually know this is a necessity. I have to yeah, I don't feel guilty anymore because, um, because I realised that actually this is a necessity to allow me to then be a better mom, to be a better businesswoman, and serve my clients. Like I have to be on my best form. And, you know, so it's like doing that self-care without the guilt. So I would say that's definitely the three things that have really kind of grounded me over the last few months when it has been very, very tough. I'm not going to lie, it's not been easy. You know, I'm working full-time in my consultancy role. I've got two young kids who are quite demanding and need attention. You know, I've got a house to run. And being Asian as well, we have a lot of family commitments, whether it's weddings or birthdays or events, there's always something on. And and also, I'm, I'm probably the one in the family that, has everybody over to the house and i cook the dinner and all of that and just you know get everyone together so i love doing all of that and you know if anyone knows me they know i probably don't do anything by the half it's it's, it's it's everything is full on when i do you it you
0: want to get invited to say house for dinner honestly it's like the best pakoras you will ever eat the best curry oh my goodness i can't wait to come and see you at the end of this month As if you don't have enough on your plate, but yes, (laughs) I think, and I also noticed that you've been getting into reformer Pilates, so that's something new that you've started looking after your well-being. And I know you were working with a PT as well, so I know that you're always trying and tweaking your self-care protocol as such, just to really hone that. I mean, I've always had a bit of a love-hate
1: relationship with exercise, like you know, it's I think most women do, in fairness, and and I think that's been a big part of just like my growth journey and and actually you know I've done the PT thing which I absolutely loved and um, I had a great PT but then as my diary was getting really really busy as this you know as we're getting closer to the launch of this business like it just wasn't working because the time that she could do I was in meetings or things like that so I thought but I don't want that to be an excuse that I don't exercise at all because you know I know if I'm teaching other people about wellness and all of that I need to understand that actually we should be exercising not because we have to for weight loss or anything like that, but actually for your mental health, like the endorphins, that, the rush of endorphins that you get, the energy that you get it's just amazing. Um, so actually I tried Reformers Platinum. I'm not going to lie, I was way of my comfort zone when even going to that class alone, didn't know anybody. I was like, yeah, hey, I'm the new kid on the block here, like coming to this class. But my goodness, I've been consistently for the last two, three weeks um you know two or three classes a week and i have never done that for any other type of exercise um and and you know i've booked a block now kind of, so i know i'll continue going now over the next few weeks and it's amazing it's amazing so i would definitely encourage you know if you're a busy mom or somebody that perhaps hasn't you know always had or someone that's had that love relationship with the exercise find something that you love because i used to watch people on social media I'm like oh my god I love going to the gym and I love like you know whatever class and I'm like how do you love that like i would never used to Because I never felt that way (laughs) until it started before. And I'm like, oh my God, I love it. I was saying to my mom, I think I'm going to take you to this. I think you'll love it. I've literally told so many of my friends and I'm like, con, you need to go. (laughs) Because
0: That is such such a funny thing. and, And I'm laughing because I am that annoying person who loves going to the gym, but I never used to be. But I think it's about finding the right gym. And for me, I found such a lovely, small community gym, which is for me it's more about the community it's about the women the laughs I mean we just we spend most of the time you know joking around and obviously we're working out but it's just that community and I think that's so important because when you do work for yourself and you can feel a little bit isolated like for me I look forward to going you know doing that session you know whatever it is um and it's funny because people often ask me if I work for the gym because I'm always posting about the <laughs> gym and stuff. I actually, oh. I actually have to say, I have to say, because my husband's teasing me, I actually just got awarded Member of the Month. So I, mean, like, gym, I get a shaker, I get a shaker <laughs> cup. I'm so excited. But no, it, for me, and it was just so lovely what they said. They were like, you know, Wendy's always encouraging her other, you know, gym members and things like that. And that's just me. That's just my natural personality. So just find what suits you and your vibe and your personality and your values and that will help you stay consistent so I absolutely love those three tips those were absolutely brilliant thank you so much for sharing those with us now I'm going to ask you quite a deep and meaningful question in a minute but before I do that we're just going to hear a quick word from our sponsors do you feel overwhelmed or just a bit stuck with how to market your online business Maybe you've dabbled a bit or you've followed various advice you've gleaned online, but something is still not clicking for you. If you're feeling unsure about how to reach your ideal clients so that you can serve and help them like you were called to do, then you may want to check out my Thriving Biz Club. This is my program for wellness business owners who are destined to grow a thriving online business. In it, we cover topics like branding and speaking to your ideal customer, selling on social media, creating your first automated funnel and nurturing your growing online audience through email marketing. But what makes this extra special is the community and accountability that comes with it. Join us for ongoing support with our monthly coaching and co-working sessions, as well as our WhatsApp community where we share for accountability and take inspiration from others. We also become your personal cheerleaders in business. The Thriving Biz Club is the program I've created that I wish I'd had when I first started my business over a decade ago. To learn more, go to the link in the show notes of this episode because you deserve to create a healthy, sustainable, and thriving online business without the stress and hustle. Okay, so welcome back to part two of this episode three of the Thriving woman Project podcast. So ha so, you are very honest and very authentic. And this is why I know I can ask you this question and you'll be completely honest. But obviously we've been talking about top tips for thriving and you've been sharing all the good stuff in your life. But, you know, can you tell us perhaps about a time in your life where you have struggled and perhaps some of your tips and hacks for how you overcame this or how how you might still be overcoming this? Um. So
1: there's been definitely lots of challenges in my life like growing up like you know um. but I think one of the things that really stand out for me that's been the hardest thing for me going going through it and then still the hardest thing I don't think I've got through it ever and that would be the loss of my brother back in in the beginning of Covid when we just went into lockdown he was only 28 years old and it was very sudden and I think for me, that has been the hardest thing because that's something that nobody should ever, ever have to go through No parent should have to bury their child and no sibling should have to lose their brother, you know, or their, or, or their sibling like a sister. Um, and for me, that was really, really difficult. And you're, you're asking me how some like of my tips of how I've got through it, I'll be honest with you, I don't think I have ever got through it, even though it's coming up for four years in April next year. I don't think I have ever got over it or got through it, and I don't think you ever do when it comes to grief and and all that as well, like losing your dad recently. But it you always you, you almost kind of learn to kind of grow and you know deal with all that kind of hurt and all those questions that are unanswered. And um, but looking back at that time, like. You know, I actually don't think I actually grieved in that very the first few weeks because I stayed with my with my parents we all stayed together. And my focus very much at that time was just looking after my family, looking after my parents, um, more than anything else. Or like you know, actually looking or dealing with the grief that I was feeling or what I was feeling. I almost just pushed all my feelings to one side and just kind of became focused on making sure that my dad were okay, my younger siblings were okay. Um, you know, I love my youngest was, you know, not a nine year old. She was about nine, ten months old at that time. So I'm still postpartum, like, you know. So there was a lot a lot going on. And and the fact that actually we were in lockdown, the first lockdown, and you know, everyone knows how difficult that was, but we couldn't even see our family. Like, you know, when when you have a death in the family, especially in the Asian community, everyone kinda comes together, you know, there there's a lot of venting at the house, there's a lot of like support that we we never had any of that because of COVID. Um so it was a very, very difficult time then and you no, know, I remember I remember there was a few things that did just keep give me that strength. And and one of them was having my Arbonne community, my Arbonne friends, my Arbonne family, which, you know, include you. And at a you guys sent me this most beautiful hamper. And, you know, it just made so much sense to me because most people, like, would send flowers or, you know, things like that. And you guys put together the most beautiful hamper filled with dates and lots of, like, kind of, like, snacks and things like that. And a beautiful card that basically just said... You know, um, because when my brother passed away in um, the day of his funeral that we had, it was Ramadan had started like a day or so before. So we were in the month of Ramadan and, and, and the note that you guys had sent with the hamper was, you know, we want you to have this stuff like and just sit together as a family and talk about your brother and eat these snacks and, you know, and just enjoy those memories. And for me, that meant so, so much. Like, and that was also a point in my life where I realized the power of having my Arbonne business because I, from the moment my brother passed away when I got that phone call, um, I didn't do anything in my business for about six, seven months. But every single month I got a paycheck because of the work I'd already done. So for Amazing. me, that was the first moment that I actually truly understood the power of having an online health and wellness business with Arbonne because my I was just due to go, I had just gone back to work after maternity leave, and although I was only going back two days a month because I could afford to, because of my own business at that time, like I had to then have conversations and difficult conversations with my employer to say I'm not ready to come back to work. Um, but at what point were they going to keep paying me? You know, they they don't they they stop your you know your when you you know you have a certain um timeline of how much you know sick pay you have, but with my own business, I got paid every single month. My so powerful team, they handled all my clients, my team supported them, and I just got to be with my family. So for me, that that was something. So if you've ever wondered, you know, on a side note, if you've ever wondered, you know, what are the benefits of having building something like this prepare peer impact, that's what I would say. That is a massive yeah. benefit. Or having the support of a community when you really, really need it. So that was one of the things, and then the the other thing that you know I had to do is have therapy because I just couldn't comprehend like what was happening and why it happened. But also what I couldn't um, really understand was how I handle like my parents because obviously they were grieving, and I'm trying to comfort them, and I'm trying to be there for them as you know the eldest. I'm trying to be there for my sister and and sometimes like you know I, would, I felt like we were we were progressing where we you know I was making an impact and I was helping them. But other times I felt I was taking 10 steps back. I just didn't know how to, you know, I was approaching with caution, like sometimes because, you know, my mum was in her grief and, you know, or I just didn't know how to speak to my dad. And, you know, but at the same time, I didn't want to not do anything because I knew they needed support, but I just didn't know how. So therapy massively helped me understand, like, you know, how, you know, how I behave and actually some of the actions of other people and and all of that. And that was the first time that I've had therapy like that. And I would highly, highly recommend um, you know, having that if you've gone through something. Doesn't matter if it was years ago, but if there's things that you haven't dealt with, I would say absolutely, there is definitely a place for that. Um, and to, you know, go and speak to somebody to a professional and I did then have therapy after when it came up round about his one year anniversary because I found that a really difficult time. I just couldn't still at that point comprehend like how has it been a year now? It's like because we were still in lockdown, we were in COVID at you know, the peak of the pandemic so it really blew my mind when I would see people like a year on, a year and a half on for the first time and then they would say to me, they would send me their condos. Condolences them, them and say I'm sorry to hear about your brother, and it would totally catch me off guard because I totally forgot. I haven't seen people face to face, like you know. So, you know. And, you know, so yeah. So I think there, you know, that was definitely the hardest time. And then the third thing that I think that's probably helped me is just having, like, staying strong to my faith. I think over the last few years, you know, just really kind of getting closer to God and stuff and really, you know, praying and all of that stuff and really understanding that this life is very temporary. It's not forever. And, you know, God is the best of planners. And, you know, there would have been a reason why this happened. And and I always just think, you know, whenever you go through hard roads in life, I always ask myself what what is God trying to teach me here? There's a lesson in this to so, you know, every hardship I always think is a is a test for us. It's either God's way of teaching us something or for him to give us an opportunity to become closer to to him. And you know, you'll you'll understand that with your faith is very, very similar. So I think having that faith, um, you know, really, really has helped me with the grief. And now don't get me wrong, there are some days where I feel like it's so raw and then there's some days where I'm at peace with it. But that is the whole grace journey. You're up and down. It's like a roller coaster. And, you know, it, the, and, and, and amongst all of all of the hard times that we've had and, you know, like going through that death with my brother and stuff, like um, I just hold on to the really special memories and moments. And, and actually, it's so funny how God works in, you know, mysterious ways. Like Maya was only about um, four or five. So she, I think she was five at the time, and yeah, she would have been five. And obviously, Isla was only like ten months old, so she doesn't remember him. Now there's so many moments where I catch the two girls, my two girls, chatting and Maya's telling her about her uncle, and um, you know it's just the sweetest thing ever. She's like keeping him alive, and actually, she told me just that other day that in school they were talking, a part of their R D, they were talking about um if they had ever lost somebody like and she said I talked about my mom homer and mama just means uncle and that's what she called him and and I I was just so surprised that you know she remembers so much about him and and we chatted about it and even just simple things like sometimes like you know the logic of a, a child like you know is so simple and as adults I think we get so caught up in our emotions and make things really complicated like you know at uh, one time um so when Maya was younger, around but the age where um, my brother passed away, she was obsessed by watching my wedding film obsessed she would watch on repeat and when he passed away she was when we were staying at my mum's and um, she w- she had it on and she was watching it and um, i was there my mum came in the room but, um, it was a point where my brother was on on the screen and he it was and they had all recorded like special messages from me and this man and he was on the screen and um, me and my mum got really emotional and now my turn employee just said, anytime you miss him just watch him on your movie like you know it's so simple so logical and you know so I think the just being there like having my kids that was a massive thing because it, it was almost like listen you can't like yourself crumble like this you've got two beautiful girls that are relying on you so get up and just
0: you know and then
1: the-
0: in saying that my child said something to me the other day which totally floored me she said because she was crying about something. And I said, it's okay to cry, sweetheart. Mommy cries too. And she goes, I never see you cry. And I was like, oh my goodness. And I it was kind of a mental note to myself to let her see more of my weakness because we're so determined to show up and be strong for everybody. But actually it's okay to to show your vulnerability and and your kids need to see that because they also need to see that process of grief. And I've been through very similar with losing my dad and and my daughter, sometimes she'll just she'll call me upstairs at bedtime and she'll be in floods of tears and she's like, I really miss grandpa. And so we'll need to sit there and we'll pray and we'll talk to him and we'll talk about the invisible strings and and all that kind of thing. And so, yeah, it is such a journey, as you say, some days you find, other days it catches you off guard, um, but it is all a process. And I just want to thank you so much because I know that that was incredibly hard to share, but I also know that we both believe that by sharing the hard stuff, we can really empower and help others. So if you're in that situation right now and you feel like there's no way forward and you're really struggling with grief, then please know that I'll I'll post a link to resources in the show notes to to help you. And yeah, just thank you so, so much um, for sharing that. I really appreciate that. I love the plug for therapy. I'm a big fan of therapy myself and I I definitely had some after my dad died and and just definitely needed that to process but yeah just to kind of up the tempo as we come into land on today's episode because I know that's quite heavy stuff but I think it's really important to have the good and the hard conversations and that's what I really want this Thriving Women Project podcast to be about but tell me is there something that people might not know about you so if anyone goes and follows Sahar on um social media you'll see that she's like an amazing fashionista and her food is just incredible like I'm always salivating when I look at her social media with the food she cooks but is there something that maybe even I don't know about you that you might want to
1: share or a funny story (laughs) or something I mean I was thinking about this when you sent me through the questions and I was a bit like have an open book I genuinely am like what you see is what you get well, and you know if you're you're in my fence circle like you will know what I'm like but one of the things I think that most people probably wouldn't believe because they see me as this person that does so much like the mum that's got it all and you've got her shit together and all of that stuff and actually people won't believe and I tell you that I am the world's biggest procrastinator like, I just don't do stuff until the very last minute. And, and, and I think it's actually important to share that because it's so easy to watch people on social media and just think that, oh, God, they do it all. I don't know how they do it. They, you know, they've got the kids and she's working and she cooks, like, you know, meals from scratch every single day. And actually, like, you know what? it's not always like that because social media is a highlight reel and do you know what I, I would say I am the biggest procrastinator something that I definitely will to work on but I remember having a conversation with you and you said look end of the day if you're still getting your stuff done you just need to stop stressing for a whole week that you're procrastinated and just get it done on the day just know it's still going to get done and then you take away all that stress of like stressing that's, about it that's that's so, the
0: thing I I am so that person as well and I I just spent so many years beating myself up for the fact that, you know, like people would come in at uni and my friend, my friend, Corin, friend honestly, she'd come in and she'd be like, yeah, just finished my project for next month. I'm like, what? How? Like, how does that even like assimilate in your brain? I just don't get it. But now I am that person, like I'm delivering a talk tomorrow um, for a group of like 18 year olds on health and nutrition. I'm totally bricking it because yeah like it's gonna to be really interesting <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly they're like eating McDonald's every day it's I'm so like oh <laughs> but but yeah and I and I put in my diary even though I've known about this for about three months I put in my diary for today to write my presentation because I just know that I'm not going to do like yes I've got little notes that I've jotted down but you know and I've I've put things in motion like I asked my VA to like take one of my workbooks that I use for different talks and you know update it with certain things and so I, I had that all done last week and I had some notes written but then I could sit down today in hyper focus mode and just get that work done so that's what I've said to you as you know as a coach and we've worked together And I said like don't worry about it just if you're that person who does things lastminute.com actually schedule the fact that you are lastminute.com and because I know I work better under deadlines so I just give myself yeah. deadlines and that's what I do so whether you give me two weeks to do something or whether you give me one day I'm just I'm gonna get it done the day before or like two hours before whenever so love that I'm so glad that you shared that because that's an opportunity for us to really sort of lift the lift the veil on what people perceive you know that these people that are thriving are just like got, you know all everything's super super duper organized but right now just to finish today's amazing podcast which has been so full of incredible value and tips thank you so much how can listeners you know be in your, Sahar World, like how can they connect with you?
1: What's the best way? So basically, I live on, on Instagram. Like that's where you'll find me. So my handle is Sahar the Pharmacist. I'm sure Wendy, you put it in the show notes. Literally, Definitely. everything happens on there. But from that platform, then you can, um, you know, access so many things. Like subscribe to my newsletter, join so my VIP health and wellness group, and basically you find my journey over the next few weeks of the online the launch of the online farm yeah well. so yeah definitely would love to connect and and um, yeah just chat to anyone that you found that you know this was useful listening to this podcast but yeah that's where you'll find me on Instagram I love it I love a bit of the gram
0: as well so yes yeah, so inspiring I love Seha's weekly newsletter she's also got an amazing gut health guide so yeah get connected in with her she has got so much value to share with you But yes, thank you so much for everything that you've shared with us today. You are such a blessing in this world. You shine your light bright. And I'm just so grateful to know you and have the opportunity for this community to hear from you today. Thank you so much for having me. Lots of love. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you've got value from this, please won't you take two seconds to take a screenshot and share a pic of this episode on your socials. Extra points if you'd like to rate and review this podcast on your preferred platform so that we can share the love with more women wanting to thrive in their lives. Do be sure to visit my website, wendygriffith.co.uk to get all my free resources to support you on your thriving journey. Until next time, God bless, take care of yourself and keep thriving.